This Air Biscuit is brought to you by Books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S. The way I see it, Link, if you can pull something from the ground and give it to someone, mm -hmm. that is like the best way to show appreciation, love, whatever you want to show. But not that's like the a, way to do it. A gopher. You're not, I don't, you know, you shouldn't give anybody like a, a ground squirrel. <laughs> I was thinking about flowers. I was thinking about flowers, not gophers. Gophers, well, gophers can be squirrely. <laughs> then I agree. Well, I, I technically think a gopher Gophery. and a squirrel are, are different right. things. I'm thinking about flowers, though. Okay, well, let's just talk about Beautiful the flowers. Beautiful flowers. Yes, and there's a better way to buy flowers, and that's books.com. Now, book is short for bouquet. You know, I, that was- I knew that already. But that was a very smart thing that they did in, when naming their company. And another smart thing they did was how they designed everything else in the way you interact with buying and sending flowers. Mm -hmm. The Books company offers fully transparent pricing, so that means no hidden fees, and an incredible curated selection of flowers starting at $40, including free weekday delivery anywhere in the US. Each book is responsibly grown on eco-friendly farms with a simplified delivery process that results in fresher flowers at your doorstep or whatever doorstep you want to send them to. Order now and enjoy 15% off your purchase. Visit books.com and use code BISCUIT at checkout. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Code BISCUIT at checkout for 15% off. Now on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we once again have uh, Kevin, who we have commissioned Commissioned with a K, not he, really, commissioned with a C. He's gone out into the world. It's Kevin that starts with a K. Yeah, right. You ever seen Kevin spell with a C? Yeah, seven. That's what they call it when you spell it with a C. There's probably, you know there's a dude out there, Kevin with a C. Kevin with a C at the <laughs> end. <laughs> at the end? Kevin's. <laughs> Kevin's. How can I convince you that That's my not name a is... bad name, it's Vince and Kevin put together, Kevin's. Sounds like convince. So I'm not convinced. No, it's convinced. So um, he went out into the wide world, and you know what? He's back today. Well, the World Wide Web. Um, to bring us the most fantastic stories of humans who have. Period. That's it. That's the new theme for your biscuits. Who have. The most fantastic stories of humans. No, Rhett. These humans, more specifically, have been masterful gamers of systems. They have found loopholes to take full advantage and improve their lives sometime, I believe, in ultra dramatic ways. Ultra dramatic. So, so he's gonna he's gonna take us through, he's gonna take us on multiple journeys of gaming the system. Yes, uh, it's a good conversation. It inspired me, raises some moral questions. You're gonna love it. Mm -hmm. Now we wanna let you know that this Saturday, June 24th, we are going to be on the main stage, the arena stage at VidCon. So if you're going, you should be there and you should see us because we're gonna, we're gonna record the 100th Ear Biscuit yeah. live on the stage. And if you can't be there, just wait, we'll, we'll give it to you. It'll, it'll come straight to your ears. In yeah, so time. this isn't, a, I mean, we are doing some other things at VidCon but uh, that you uh, you have to, I don't know, there's other ways to get into those things. You probably already know whether or not you're attending them. But this is one that everyone can go to. Uh, so come to that, 11 a.m. Unless you're not at VidCon, then you can't come to it. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you'll listen to it later, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you can you can get access to it. Uh, but first, you know, in, in talking about gaming systems. Gaming systems. I, we actually use the term a lot 
when we've when we've talked about our job over the year. To clarify, I mean, gaming the system, not gaming systems. Yeah, really, because that's like consoles. That's true. Which we know very little about. But we talk about them all the time. Yeah. I mean, we've been around through a lot of them. Yeah. Atari, Sega. We were there for Atari, right? I was there for Atari. The Nintendo. We've and been then there the for Sega a lot Genesis. of them. Uh, but yeah. Um, but gaming the system, yeah, gaming taking the advantage system. of something. And we, this is something that. And that system for us is YouTube. Right, and it is, you know, it's interesting because we, if sometimes you kind of try to explain to someone uh, from, you know, traditional media about how what we do is different. And the way that I've explained it, just one aspect of it, I'd be like, it's like, you know, a person who makes a movie. When Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. I assume, when Wes Anderson makes a movie, I, I'm, I'm assuming that he spends a good amount of time thinking about uh, the poster, some t- like or what's gonna go on the poster. Maybe, he may not think about it at all. May, I would not be surprised if he didn't. But but beyond that, but like or like anything else beyond marketing, like but if you go back fifteen years, you know, ten years when Blockbuster Video existed, and you went into the physical store and you made decisions about what DVD you were going to pick up, and it's based on the DVD cover. He it's probably like gave a, input in it. It's that. like a director being almost as concerned about the content of the movie. I mean, almost as concerned about the DVD cover as they are the content of the movie because oh, that's ma- the decision point. So I'm making the point that we think about you're the making thumbnail. An, you're making an analogy to the thumbnail, but what? But before we get back to thumbnails, I'll add to that. But what Wes Anderson doesn't do is he doesn't start thinking about what theaters and are going to show this, and then when people exit the theater, how are they going to be able to give feedback? Is there like a? Yeah. Is there a way that they can like like? Give their feedback in a comment and box. And what can I do with my movie in the way that I put it out there that would get more people to talk about it or care about it? Ooh, 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 I can come on the screen at the end of the movie. Wes Anderson has never Thanks said. Thanks for watching my said, movie. Um, if you would like to watch more of my movies, you can go to the local Blockbuster and, and click on, pick, pick, you know, that's that's the way we think about things. Well, that's it's not just how we think about things. We think about what we're creating. But then we also have to think about the system within which it's being distributed because it, it, I mean, the system distributes it, but it's really, it only distributes as, as well as you can work the system. Right. Um, so and it's y- a- you can't just be an artist, but you also have to be, um, it, it feels like being an engineer, like like studying and deciphering well, and how also, YouTube works. It's also being a salesman of your own product. Oh, yeah, yep. Right, which we have yep. to do. And I think that so there's the marketing, there's, an, there's the functionality, and I think the, for two two reasons I don't like it. Number one, it feels icky to have to convince people when you say like, comment, and subscribe or whatever. It feels a little icky because you're having to say I'm telling you to like something that you could otherwise just make a decision whether or not you like it, right? So that feels a little bit weird. And but but, but yet. We've gotten to a place where we say it every single episode of Good Mythic Morning. Thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. You know what time it but is. It's, but yeah, we'll get back to how we apply it. But the second reason I don't like it is because it requires an unexpectedly high amount of energy and thought that goes into how you're thinking about packaging the videos that we create as opposed to spending all that time on just thinking about the videos that we create. Right. You so, have to think about all the 
everything else that it, is not the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's everything around it. How do you get the thing? What do you do with the thing? What makes you decide to click on the thing? Because to be clear, I mean, liking and commenting on a video feeds in in ways that we've only guessed over the years and it's changed month by month how the algorithm, how the machine of YouTube indis, um, inhumanely discriminates. Inhumanely? And, yeah, there's no human, if there's no I'm not sure if that's the correct use of the term but I think I understand what you mean. <laughs> inhumanly? Not. Yeah, unhumanly serves up my video, your video, our video, our or, videos. or somebody else's videos. Um, so we try to game the system by gently prompting you gently to comment, to engage because engagement has to be part of the algorithm. And it's a part of the job that I don't really like because I'd like it, the work to just stand on its own but because of the environment that we're in and because we actually have control all over all those variables, it puts us in a position where we necessarily have to be willing to game the system in order to be successful. However, I do think that there are lines that we draw. We've never really talked about this. It's sort of an instinct thing. But I think that, okay. As yeah, well, you wanna talk about thumbnails? Yeah, so this the sort of the first ever way that you could game the system is back before you could upload custom thumbnails and it would uh, YouTube would just take it would uh, give you three three choices. options, and you know one of them was right in the middle of the video, like well, the center frame. Yeah, people figure that out where that where the frames were, at least the middle one. And so people would come up with a really great thumbnail that may or may not have been representative of the video that you were clicking on, and they would insert a flash frame in there that almost subliminally would come up, and you would barely see it. But then they could select that frame and then use that to sell the video. And uh, they'd be really mad when it got off by a frame, right? And so then there's this weird shot of like boobs, we never did this, that ha shows up in your video yet it wasn't the thumbnail and you didn't find out until it went up and you weren't gonna then take the video down. Yeah, I got there's a boobs, there's a boobs frame but didn't even get to take advantage of a boobs thumbnail. But you get that subliminal message which. Uh, yeah, get a little might, boobs, might be unexpected a boobs. Who's gonna complain about that? <laughs> I'm sure people will. Uh, but we, Decided that we, uh, we, we, I think we, we never, we, we, did we ever do that? I don't think we ever once did that. But then once they said, okay, we'll let you create a custom thumbnail and of course risk all the ways that you can exploit that. And then of course people did exploit it. Um, but then we start playing the game and, and find where our line is to where it's like, well, we're gonna game the system, but only to a certain extent. But there's certain people who like, I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm really I, my thumbnails aren't going to draw people in. They're just going to look cool. I'm not going to put a thumbnail on this at all. Like there's people that I respect who make cool or funny videos back in the day who would never manipulate a thumbnail well, at all. I've and I've always envied those people. I there's a part of me that's like yeah. that's the pure way to do it. And, I, and when I look at the thumbnails that we put on everything that we do now, because by definition, uh, it's manipulative. Yeah, when I when I look at the thumbnails so that, feels icky. that are on everything that we do, it I get an icky feeling sometimes. Not because we're misleading. I mean, I, okay, there have been times where we've been misleading, sure, uh, but it's never completely unrelated to what the subject matter is. In other words, we want to draw you in with a sensationalized thumbnail, but then when you click on it, we want this, the video that you get to. Uh, the thumbnail was representative of that. We're very careful about that. Yeah, because it'll 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 bite you in the butt later. Uh, but there's people go even further than that. So pretty much every every 
YouTuber uh, is is manipulating thumbnails, some more than others. There's a line kind of figured out. But other things people do are, you know, subscriber giveaways. We've never done that. That felt like kind of creating like a lottery system amongst your subscribers. I don't I don't desc- e- don't describe for the content. Describe to win something. Describe. Did I say describe? Twice. Subscribe. I'm a little tired. <laughs> Don't describe to the content. Describe <laughs> to win. Got, I could have gotten away with it the first time. Um, I don't even know how I feel about that. We haven't done it. I don't plan on doing it again because every step towards that is something that I don't feel good about. I just want what we do to stand on its own. But we're in a we're in a world where there's not a, there's not a marketing engine behind what the work that you do besides anything that you do yourself. It's a lot of work. Look, I mean, looking at the thumbnails on Good Mythical Morning, if something's not gain, not reaching certain milestones, then we have conversations about changing the thumbnails. You know, it's. That's part of our system. Part of our system is looking at things and, you know, titles, we didn't even talk about titles, but mm-hmm. if, if it could just be a world where it was Good Mythical Morning episode 1200 or Ear Biscuits episode 100. Right, but and you were like, "Do you click in on it because you just want?" But that's not how people think. People are making a decision about, "Well, I want to know what it is that I'm clicking on because I don't watch all your videos." There's a minority of people who actually watch everything, regardless of what it is, and then the vast majority of people make a decision every single day to say, "I'm going to click on this video," and I have to be compelled oh, to or, do it. Yeah, as opposed to other videos, because it's it's in a in a sea of other choices that they're constantly making. And then, and everyone else. I see that's getting much larger by the minute. Yeah, that comp- that competition, so to speak, is they're they're manipulating they're they're manipulating their photos and their titles and well, and not to go on a tangent, but it is very much uh, relevant to the way that news works now. And this is one of the reasons that yeah. we've had a huge just fallout mm-hmm. with fake news. Um, it's it's a result of the clickbait culture and it's actually affecting the way that we consume information because we're like, I'm not going to think anything's important unless you dress it up in a way that makes me think it's important. Um, And it causes people to begin to do things to game the system. And then all that matters is if it sells, it doesn't matter if it's true. If they got you to the page, they won. If they get you to the page, they win. The advertiser wins, which means they win. And so, so the litmus test is not, you know, how well written or you know how true is this? But it's how how many people saw it? How many people saw the ad next to it? Yeah, or over it, or before it. Now for us, um, I mean it's 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 our livelihood to for people to you know to support our sponsors or to be exposed to ads in conjunction with what we're doing. But our 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 goal is to is to get you to watch the thing. Obviously, yeah. I mean it's like. But when you're like just relaying news, I mean, I guess for a journalist, they want, if they're a reputable journalist, they want it to be the source that you go to. Well, and it's a, it's a tough situation because there's a part of me that would just say, if I knew that there were enough people out there who would just say, I am going to pay for you guys' content, for your guys' content, mm-hmm. and that's the only, and, and then we just, there's no sponsorship at all, it's just, you guys do exactly what you do and I'm just gonna pay for it. There, there's a, there would be a purity to that, but then there would be a whole lot of people who are not in a position to pay, but are in a position to uh, 
withstand or experience advertise, uh, you know, tolerate advertising. Right, there'd be a lot of mythical that wouldn't beasts that ever we, get to see the show. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to reach. Much and less it, people who've never even seen the show who are right. like, I'm not gonna or pay ex- for an unknown product. Right, be so exposed you ha- to. So the advertiser model is absolutely necessary uh, and it's gonna continue, which may, which is one, again, we're going on a tangent on a tangent, but which is one of the reasons that I've always just been completely, you know, I think one of the most hypocritical things you can do is watch YouTube with ad block on. Because it, you are, you're making the decision to enjoy the content, but you're also simultaneously making the decision to not support the creators. And maybe if you've got ad block on and then you pay people's Patreon if they have those things, but I think mm-hmm. to be, hmm. to, to, for it to be a pure decision, you would have to have ad block on and only watch people who you are then supporting through some sort of other means, which in our case, we don't have that means for support. It's all advertising based. So, well, or, I mean, or, or if, well, you can also buy our, uh, our Made by Mythical product lines. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah, you're like, okay, but again. But that ain't, the, that the, ain't gonna cut it. That's not a one-to-one thing because no, the not. advertisers who are basically financing the platform of something like YouTube, uh, I think that if, if they're, the, the, in some way they should be, you should, that's how the creators are making a living, they should be rewarded in that way. So we're gonna talk to Kevin about not this type of industry-related and YouTube-related gaming of systems, but how other humans have done it to alarming and amazing and at certain points unbelievable success in a second. But first, we wanna show some love to our sponsors. Now while we've been shooting Buddy System, I have been shaving religiously every morning at 5 a.m. I mean, I, I typically, in my normal life, I'll I'll skip a day here or there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But I gotta be religious with the shaving because I've gotta have a consistent face. My well, face has to be consistent. It's called continuity, For Link. continuity. So because of that, I've really started to appreciate the importance of a nice razor and fresh blades, which confirms the smarter choice that I have made of dollarshaveclub.com. With dollarshaveclub.com, you get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. No longer going into the store and having to get them to open up that crazy compartment to get these things. Hassle-free, trouble-free, high quality. Or scrambling for an old razor because you don't have any really good fresh razors. You know, you can count on them being there. Right. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. There are no hidden fees and no commitments, y'all, so you can cancel it anytime you like. And get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash biscuits. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash biscuits. Hey, Mythical Beast, did you know that Ear Biscuits, this podcast that you're listening to right now is on Spotify? Maybe you're not currently listening to it on Spotify, but you do listen to other stuff on Spotify. Well, we just wanna let you know that you can have a seamless Spotify and Ear Biscuits experience because Ear Biscuits is on Spotify. You can find us in the podcast section within the Browse tab when you're using Spotify on mobile, or just by searching for Ear Biscuits. And while you're there, click to follow us to have our new episodes delivered right into your Spotify library. Head to spotify.com slash podcasts to find us. And you know what, now let's bring Kevin in and let's make the rest of this biscuit. Kevin, you're back. 
Hi guys, I'm back. Don't act surprised. We asked him to come back. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, no, you know what I did? After we commissioned him for a second uh, trip around the world to collect information, right? Because uh, that's how this works. I was like, now I'm going to intentionally forget it, so it'll be a surprise when he shows up. That's why I said, Kevin, you're back. What a surprise, Kevin! I'm a, only thing I'm surprised about is after all that talk about khakis. You're still not wearing khaki. It's like, I, how, how, how much do we have to drop a hint? I thought about it. I, I own no khaki. You thought about You own no khaki? Zero. Not even pants? Not even pants. I actually, I don't have khaki pants anymore either. Like that was like well, maybe something that, my mom made me have. Maybe now that I, I mean, do you, I have a pair. I just don't have them. I'm not attacking you. I mean, I, I think I got one thing that's khaki, but it's not khakis. They're they got they're the big the big crotch, the drop crotch. <laughs> so what you got <laughs> for us count. today? You get, do you have a teaser? I do have a teaser. All right, hit it. I'm gonna talk to you guys about people who have gamed the system. Okay, hmm. I'm gonna give you a few stories, great stories, and in these stories, we're gonna be talking about pudding. Oh, link like check. That. Airline miles. Got yeah, those. Airlines. Don't worry, it's good. Okay. We'll be talking about malfunctioning ATM machines. Never had that happen. Best kind. Fancy restaurants, private jets. Mm. Kanye West will make a slight appearance oh. in this podcast. As he These always are a few does. of my favorite things. He's gonna be calling in? He'll, he, he won't be calling in, but I'll be calling him in momentarily. The United Nations Outer Space Treaty. You ever heard of this? Sounds fake. It's not. The galactic government and the richest man in the solar system. Oh, snap. Mm, that's right. So, and uh, a crow. <laughs> no crows. You I'm gotta sorry. work in a crow, can you? Uh, I probably could when it's we get to the It's either khakis last. or a crow, what are you gonna do? Uh, the crow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to work in a crow. <laughs> I'll get the crow in there. Um, we're gonna jump right off the bat with a guy named David Phillips. Is there a personal application for us, either with David Phillips or just with any of these yes. cases? Because you're presenting multiple cases. Yes. It's personal application for us. I think in particular the last story. Oh yeah. So I think with all of them, it will help us game the systems of our lives. Yeah, you don't wanna fast forward to the last story. I mean, every, any piece of information can be <laughs> applicable to your life. Yeah, and just to explain a little, gaming the system means when somebody, it's like they don't cheat the system, they figure out a, a loophole cleverly right. to make it work for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's clever. We're going to hear some clever totally stories. Totally defensible. Yes. Technically legal. Yes. It's a fine line, though. Mm. You know, Do you think that's why people listen to this podcast for lessons, <laughs> for morals? No, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out why I'm listening. Oh. Well, that's because, <laughs> I trust you. Because I just wanna... this is what we do, man. It's your job. <laughs> and you got me. But here, I'm man. engaged. I care about this because it's going to make me a better gamer. You're engaged. Of systems. Well, you should you should let Christy know. <laughs> I mean, you... <laughs> who is this guy? All this right. guy, David Phillips, you're gonna like this guy because I like this guy. He's known as the pudding guy. Yeah. Remember mm -hmm. I teased pudding mm -hmm. earlier? No Bill Cosby jokes, Link. Yeah, don't don't talk about Bill Cosby. We'll talk about David. He was a civil engineer at UC Davis, okay? Mm. Now, he's the kind of guy that likes to read the fine print, you know? And he's also yeah. really good at counting cards. He said he would have been a professional card player had it not been for the cigarette smoke in casinos. Good numbers guy. Good Civil engineer guy. likes pudding? Okay. Well, we'll get to the pudding. Okay, so in 1999, there was a Healthy Choice promotion. You know Healthy Choice products? Yeah. They have frozen meals and all kinds of stuff. So they're kind of like Weight Watchers, but they're not, they're just a Healthy Choice for everybody. You don't have to, not to lose weight. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Here's their promotion in 1999. Every 10 barcodes of their product would get you 500 airline miles. 
So you buy 10 products, you cut out the barcodes, you send it in, you get 500 airline miles. They had an airline? The, uh, they, they were healthy tie- choice airlines. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they they were tied in with an airline. What makes okay. it a healthy choice? <laughs> so biodegradable planes. There was an early bird stipulation that if you send it in the first month, you'd get double. Oh gosh. Okay. So here's what David did. David scoured all the local supermarkets in the area. Made a lot of healthy choices. He made a lot of healthy choices, <laughs> looking for healthy choice products. He found a discount grocery chain. I don't know the name of it, but he found a chain. Probably Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly, yes. Like an Aldi. <laughs> he noticed that on pudding, they had individual barcodes on every cup. Hold on, so you can make a healthy choice in pudding? Apparently you can. I mean, healthy choice says you can. I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I, I made the healthy choice to stop eating pudding <laughs> a long time ago. Didn't I, know I, I had an the, option. I just make the excellent choice to eat pudding <laughs> indiscriminately. You still got pudding at the house? No, but I never turn it down when someone offers it. When was the last time they offered you pudding on something that wasn't our show? <laughs> they being just the people who question. offer pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good uh, question. Now I'm sad because yeah, the right. answer's not often. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you some. Well, he didn't eat the pudding, but I'll tell you what he did with it. He went to every store in this chain and bought every last cup, which you can imagine he's walking through the stores with grocery carts full of pudding. People were looking at him kind of weird. You know what his excuse was? Uh-uh. It's 1999. His excuse is Y2K. <laughs> 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 Got to like, have that. Hey, pudding. man, makes sense. Yeah, individual uh, long expiration. Yeah, lasts for a long time. We filled a whole refrigerator with pudding one time. Remember that? Yeah, we did for the what what your refrigerator says about you. But it was butterscotch flavored, so you didn't eat any of it. <laughs> I know, I didn't. I didn't like. Uh, well, I don't like butterscotch either. Uh. I think he got mostly chocolate, but I, I mean, he probably got whatever was on yeah, the shelves. Right. So what he did next was he realized he had this big daunting task. He got. Over 12,000 cups of pudding. Good gosh. And he, Whoa. He had to get the barcodes off every one, and he had a month to do it because he wanted to get in on that early bird stipulation. So he asked his wife and children to help him cut these barcodes off. Well, that's what that's what you have those for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Help on the farm or help with the code. UPC <laughs> cuttage. So he realized early in that it was going to take them a lot longer than a month to get this done. So cleverly, David went to a... Um, a uh, Salvation Army, a local one. And he asked the people there, he said, I've got all this pudding. If you donate volunteers to cut off all the barcodes, I'll give you all the pudding. And they did it. And here's the cool thing. They did it? They did it. They said, sure, we'll do it. We'll take the pudding. They got people to help them do it. But when you t- when you cut the barcode off, I thought it exposed no, the pudding. No, no, it's on the it's on the thing that holds them all together. Yeah. It's on the uh, cardboard that holds the, the, oh, the pudding the- together. It's not on the pudding cups. Wow, then it, it, that's they're even, not for individual resale. That, that's right. weird that that there would be six UPCs on one of those then, and not the individual container. But hey, man, it is what it is. It's a piggly wiggly, you know. So Salvation Army got involved. So then he was able to because it was a big donation. He was able to write that off on his taxes at the end of the year. So he got 800 bucks back for making this choice. That's another loophole. He spent 3,000 bucks on the pudding. So in reality, 2,200 bucks on the pudding. Okay. Doesn't seem like a lot, but he was able to get it done in the month, send it in, and he also had some cans of soup. Like he did this before the pudding, before he got in on the good game, and they were like 90 cents a can. So all in all, he sent in all of his... Um, uh, barcodes and got back 1,280,000 frequent flyer miles <laughs> from doing this. <laughs> 1 million. 1 million. This was... Um, 
Almost three million. Yes, uh, they said in dollar value, it's about um, at the time, I guess, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. One hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, after he did this, it automatically gave him lifelong access to the American Air. Oh, it was American Airlines. Yes, American Airlines. Uh, Advantage Gold Club, I guess is what it's called. Because if you get like a million miles yeah. or whatever, you automatically become all he was kinds a high of roller, man. high roller, all kinds of perks for life for him and his family when they he traveled. Got, he got into that door that you don't notice at the airport. Yes. The, co- your the friend, cockpit door? Your friend, tell no, not not to the oh, plane. Oh, no, in the, in in the, the yeah. airport. <laughs> yeah, it's like the one at Disneyland. <laughs> the, the secret access to the lounge door that you don't notice until your friend tells you if you get this credit card along with me, we can go into these together. And then he spends the next 20 minutes about me. trying to talk me <laughs> yeah. into getting the card along with him so we can cavort in these like crystal encased Well, they're you know, not that lounges. nice, I've been in there. But they never, do have bathrooms that have uh, closeted commodes. Nice. You need that that's in the airport worth, That's worth any amount of money. You could sleep in there. But I got a beef with American Airlines. I had a Twitter beef with them. Really? I had a, like a three or four tweet back and forth with American Airlines. Did it involve pudding? You know, a couple months ago. Uh, what was it about? It, it was, was about. It was about the shape of the seats and how my wife and I, uh, coming back from Mexico, got onto the plane and noticed that she was like, why am I, why is my head so far forward? And I was like, well, why is my head so far forward? Like, I can't lean back, this is super uncomfortable. I started looking around and everybody looked uncomfortable. I was like, I'm six seven, you're five three. We're both uncomfortable. And something's got to be done about ends this. Of the spectrum. I was like, if we're both uncomfortable, is it somebody who's a Goldilocks right in the middle? It feels good. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody looks uncomfortable. I tweeted at them about how they needed to do something about their uh, their seat design, <laughs> and they tweeted back at me. Really? And then they asked me for like design, uh, you know, direction. They wanted you to <laughs> redesign it. And they I w- panicked a little bit, and I said, <laughs> hamburger button. <laughs> you went comedic. I think I may have said cheeseburger <laughs> button. Oh. And they were like, okay, w- you know, we'll work on it. And I was like, well, first let's work on the, the other thing. And then I kind of backed off a little bit. <laughs> anyway, I still, you know, I still think they gotta fix that. But Did you hear that Alex tweeted at Delta? Did he tell you this story? I heard, I no. saw his tweet. Did I don't he, wanna go off too much on a tangent, but he was going to his brother's wedding and his dad booked the wrong flight for him. And so he was like, and then he looked and they were sold out to get there. So he tweeted at Delta. I'm gonna miss my brother's wedding? Yeah. Help? Yeah, and other people tweeted it for him and they wrote him, gave him a number to call, he called it and they hooked him up. Yes! No! <laughs> yes. Mythical Beast helped yeah. Alex get to yeah. his brother's freaking wedding? Yes, he made it. it I, I didn't hear the story, I, oh, that's awesome. It was a lot longer, I gave you the short version, I should have let him tell you, but yeah, well, sorry we'll, Alex. Yeah. We, don't, we don't talk to Alex. Yeah, yeah I don't either anymore. Yeah, that's all I know. I overheard Alex the story. Alex is great, he's great to talk <laughs> yeah. to. Um, okay, 1.2 something Yeah, 1.2 something million. million. Uh, so he's been since Wait, then. Wh- which, first of all, is a lot of miles. Yeah, a hundred and so one hundred and thirty thousand, one hundred minus the twenty two hundred. I'm doing math here. One hundred fifty thousand. One hundred fifty. You're not doing 100, math well. One hundred fifty. One <laughs> hundred. I mean, he's at like one hundred forty seven, one hundred forty eight thousand yeah. dollars profit. Yeah. Unless he paid his wife and kids, <laughs> right. or the volunteers at the which but, he did. Which he did. Volunteers. They got Man, paid in pudding. Dude made bank. Yeah. And he got the hookup at the lounge. Yes. And, and, he, and he got he got free flights. Yes. Free flights, not only that, he's continued. Well, no, it, the free flights was the equivalent was of, the of the money. Yeah, but since then, he's been, he always keeps an eye out for frequent flyer, because apparently these people get obsessed with frequent flyers. There's like a whole cult for it. Yeah. And he kept an eye out for other promotions, and he's capitalized. I think he earns more because he's gold status, 
Anyways, yeah. the dude- Com- Compound effect. Yes, he has, right now they say he has over 4 million miles in various accounts. He's flown to over 20 countries, taken numerous vacations, and he never has to pay for a flight ever again the rest of his life. Wow, so the moral of the story is you make a healthy choice, even if it's for pudding, <laughs> you could be a high roller. And you know what, he should be, there, there's, there's no questioning to this one. This guy should be celebrated. Good for you, Chris, Chris, Jim, Bobby. Uh, Jim, uh, Bobby, Jim, David Phillips. David? David, yeah. David Bobby, Chris, whatever, um, common name. This next guy. Takes a lot of work though. That's a lot of legwork. It is. Now, we could celebrate that guy. I don't know if we could celebrate this guy because he wasn't as clever as David. He was more lucky. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about well, Dan. That's part of it. It is part of it. Part of life. Sometimes you fall through the loophole. <laughs> you right. do. He did. Yeah. He, this Especially guy fell if it's through. a manhole. Yes. This Dan Sanders, uh, this guy is from Australia. He was living in a small town called Wangarada or something like that. At the time, uh, this is 2011, he's 29 years old. He's a barman, which I learned is Australian for bartender. <laughs> I, had yeah. to, I did have Wild to Wild guess. <laughs> Sexist though. <laughs> Sexist. Yeah. They need to change it down there. They should change it down there. Okay. He's out drinking with his friends one night. He mm-hmm. goes to the ATM because he's low on funds. He opens up his account. Tipping some stubbies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I learned is that, what that. It was? that slang. Yeah. He goes to withdraw money. Dude only has $3 in his savings account. So he-, he What a jerk. Yeah. He goes into his <laughs> credit card to transfer money into his savings, which I didn't know you could do. Cash advance, they call uh, that. Yeah, that's mm. what he did. That's, that's trouble. You basically have to pay interest to on borrowing against your credit card. Don't it's, do it's it, It's a kids. horrible idea. I've never done it. I thought it was an Australian thing, but uh, you know, I learned. So he sent over 200 bucks into his savings account. Mm-hmm. And when he did it, it said the can- the transaction was canceled. But the 200 bucks showed up in his savings account. And he didn't see any, his, he couldn't see his balance for his credit card. So he thought, oh, it worked. So he went, hung out with his friends some more. He made a second trip back to the ATM mm-hmm. later that night and did another 200 bucks and it worked again. It and said declined, but then the money showed yeah, up. Yeah, it said like it was some type of malfunction, but the money still showed up. It shouldn't have gone over, but it did. And so the night carried on. This dude, he was a, bar, a bartender. He made 700 bucks a week. So yeah. he made a third trip back to the ATM that night. And he went to, he maxed it to the 2000 to see if it would work. And it went through, put the money in his wallet, went home, woke up the next day. He thought he had been dreaming, opens up his wallet. And sure enough, there's a two, two grand. Bucks. Yeah. He should have stopped there. Probably like ethically right. speaking, he should have well, stopped. Okay. There. Ethically right. speaking, so, he should have done yeah. more than stop. Now, <laughs> let me ask the question at speaking of ethics. So now on the surface of this, I wouldn't do it because, uh, I wouldn't even have to get to the moral question because right. I would I would be like you you can't you don't get away with this kind of stuff. There this there's computers in there. There's a camera. You're going to be caught. So just don't be stupid. But let me pose the question: <laughs> If you knew that unequivocally you would not be caught for it, when would you have stopped? Oh, and, well. and and and. Would you have stopped? Would you have reported the initial two hundred dollars? Just moral question. Uh, I feel like I might have gone as far as he went. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, well, maybe, man. Be, I mean, <laughs> what's my Jean Valjean situation? I mean, am I? Am I? You're a man that has three dollars. I'm a man that's account. got three dollars in my savings account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. 
I'm yucking it up with my buddies yeah. with, for the brewskis. Uh, I don't, but that's, I'm judging him now. But I am him, so I'm judging myself. Yeah, you gotta be him to be in this situation. He's down and out, man. Three bucks. All he needs is a little time with his friends, a <laughs> little more it. time. But given these circumstances, it's I would not have, right though. I would have never done it. No, because you're I would have been too scared. But I know yeah. like when I got my first ATM card and went to an ATM machine to withdraw money, I remember having a fantasy of like, man, that'd be cool if I could just keep on taking money out and it never declines my account. Right. That's what this but it wasn't got to a dream. No. I mean, I think the th- the thing is about <laughs> the ethical side of this thing is that there are really no decisions that are made in an ethical vacuum, right? So, yeah. you know, so my question is probably even, it's an impossible scenario. But, it, but it, the question you posed is the answer I gave in buddy system, which I can't quite remember, which is something like, just because so, somebody doesn't see you does it, just can't say it. Just because somebody <laughs> didn't see you do it doesn't mean that it's okay that you did yeah, it. Yeah, that's called integrity. It? It's called integrity, Link. <laughs> it's called integrity. But I'm saying that. In- don't trap me pure in- with a hypothetical. Pure integrity is actually <laughs> an impossible situation because really you're always dealing in a world of real consequences. Right, point yeah. taken. So just steal the money. Well. That's what Rhett's saying. Let me tell you what this guy did. Because this guy had some fun. Oh so. my goodness. <laughs> he maxed it out. He had 2,500 bucks. Yeah, he was doing. He was sitting pretty. He kept going back. Okay, so after a first week, oh. maybe a little longer, he got twenty thousand bucks in his account. Oh gosh! Is oh. it was it his account or was it a particular ATM that was? It was no, it was up? um a, a big ATM out there. I think they call them uh, NAB. So they, but, it, but, but it's a big one out there. But not a physical any of location. Them. No, in all of any them. of them anywhere he went, as long as they had this ATM which took his card, this this it was a malfunction. And it couldn't be the only person that was benefiting from this. Right, if other people could have done it too, yeah. but he was the one that figured it out accidentally. The only one. The only one. Okay, so what he did then next was he started gambling, mm-hmm. right, as you would do. Might as well, he's already made a lot of good decisions. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's already been real lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. But you here's know, the thing. if you're lucky a little, you get lucky more. Yeah. He, he was gambling, they have a, a, a gambling system there. It's like a machine you can gamble on horses, and he was doing it in his own bar. So, and he was doing it in amounts of money that People around in this small town. Red flags. Yes, red flags were going up. So he got fired from his job. And I think it was because they thought he was into something shady and they were worried about causing some trouble at their mm. establishment. So they let him go. His girlfriend caught wind of this and she dumped him via text message. Now, I think his, she, his, his luck is turning. Thing. His luck is turning. So he says, um, as this is, this is all happening now, he's out of a job uh, and out of a girlfriend. He wrote, on one hand, you've lost your girlfriend lost your job, but on the other hand, hey, you've got unlimited funds, let's smash it up for a bit, let's sort things out. (laughs) (laughs) This is what he says. Uh, That's perspective. So he continues his withdrawals every day. If you told me that he literally started smashing things up, I'd believe you at this point with this guy. Well, I'll tell you what I think it was a euphemism. He started going to all the fanciest restaurants he can go to. Alone. (laughs) No, he he was going with escorts. Okay. Escorts. Yep. yep. Can't go alone. Can't go alone. Need to be right. escorted. Yeah, you gotta be safe. Right. <laughs> you gotta be safe. <laughs> yes. You gotta be safe. That's what, that's, that's what escorts are, kids. Yes, he was uh, going places in private jets on vacation. Oh, gosh. He was- Him and that pudding guy. Him and that pudding guy in the fanciest hotel rooms he could buy. He said, this, this is a quote just to kind of give you an idea where he, where he was at. I've never felt more alive than when I was charging on my credit card. With the NAB card, 
I could be anyone I wanted to be, go anywhere I wanted to go, do anything as long as I had the card in my back pocket. I felt like a king. I felt like a rock star. Probably looked like a fat white Kanye West, but you felt like you were Kanye West. Is that is that when Kanye West is showing up? Was that it? That was the Kanye West. <laughs> you mentioned him. Yeah, hey, you got to have a good tease, man. You didn't say the white Kanye West. You got to have show a good tease. In no, an analogy, no, no. teases are supposed to be misleading, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, just not too misleading because we got to have the teases always work. That quote that you just read of him makes no sense. Well, no, I think it would be a perfect commercial for the Nab Bank. Yeah. Like, nab. Now you're calling it Nab. Read the read the. Read the part that when could you want to feel like a white a Kanye West. No, before that, yeah, yeah, that it could be. I've never felt more alive than when I was charging on my credit card with the NAB card. I could be anyone I wanted to be with the NAB anywhere card. I wanted to go. I could be anyone I wanted to be, including a white, white Kanye, Kanye West. West. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> be white Kanye West <laughs> yes. with the NAB card. Somebody needs to do a bold campaign like that. <laughs> they should have done it, man. So he went back to uh, Melbourne, where he's from because he was getting a little bit of heat in that current town. Mm. Uh, when he met new friends and he had all this money, he would tell people he was either a poker player or a surgeon or an investment banker. So he had all these aliases. And then there was even a point- Those where, are occupations, Kevin. Those aren't yeah. aliases. <laughs> yeah. There was even a point- What's your name? Surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. There was a point where he actually figured out another way to hack the ATM. Oh, yeah, oh, and I couldn't wrap my brain around this one, um, but it was it was something about a trick. The ATM he could double his money by transferring money from the ATM's credit account option to his Mastercard, even though he only had one credit card. He explained it in this interview, and I didn't really fully understand it. But He's, it was I can't. I'm surprised that no one else right is able to. Somebody else had to be doing this. It's yeah. Or maybe they it's just possible. didn't do what he did. Yeah, and yeah. well, maybe in what we're talking about there is he had a way of transferring the balance to a different card and then you could go and use that card. Yes, I think yeah, that's what yeah, he it's did. It's like paying against that card. Yeah, so, he, so, this, not, so this is even more effective because now you're not carrying around a bunch of cash. Yes. You're just using a credit card and paying off the balance with this crazy ATM trick. I believe that's exactly what it was. Free money, man. Free money coming out the machines. Free money that totaled the amount in four and a half months of $1.6 million. <sighs> Dang, he was <laughs> yeah. just. He, he was alive, man. So. The beauty of that is you don't you don't have to convert it to flyer miles. <laughs> yeah, well, he was true. spending at like a white Kanye West, <laughs> yeah. you know, frequency. What is a white Kanye? That's so racist, by the. What does that even mean? I don't even want to. I don't know. What I don't does know it even mean. I just threw it out there. Well, he, well, he is white, and okay, he, he's white, and he thought Kanye. He felt like he was living a lifestyle like Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, but like, but just white, but just white. Okay, he yeah. is white. He's white. So it's not so, racist. Yeah. Okay, so he was, he started feeling guilty. After $1.6 million, he started feeling guilty. It caught up with him. He went and saw a psychologist. And after <laughs> seeing a psychologist, he stopped making the transfers and then he eventually reported himself. Oh. Uh, so his yeah. conscience caught up with him. The bank uh, told him that the police were under, there was an investigation going on. It took three and a half years before they finally charged him, but they did charge him. So for three and a half years, so he, they knew something was going on because yeah. they, they keep it they keep track and they, they do. know we're we're losing we've lost one point six million dollars somehow yeah. that yeah okay took them three and a half years to figure it out but they did he got sentenced to uh, there was one hundred and eleven offenses relating to fraud and theft sentenced to one year in prison and when he got out he had eighteen months of community service and then he had to pay back two hundred and fifty thousand dollars compensation to the bank man so he mm. stole a million he, he only did. went to jail for prison for a year and yeah then, he said. Well, 
It is, okay, in his defense, this is the kind of thing that he did not go to the ATM saying, I'm gonna scam this ATM. Right. It was an error on the part of the bank that led to an opportunity that he then took advantage of. Mm -hmm. So I could see how the sentence would be somewhat lenient. You know, yeah. it's not like stealing one one point six million dollars premeditated. It's like somebody, you know, leaves a uh, a French fry behind. You a know, million dollar French fry. A million dollar French <laughs> fry, and you're like, I'm hungry. I'm I mean, it's eat like it. if you if you go to a store and you and you 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 give them a large bill and they give you back a whole lot more money than you ever paid. They give you the change. That's wrong. happened to me, and I and I have always given it back, but. Is I have gotten yeah. the extra cheeseburger. <laughs> I've I've gotten like oh yeah I've gotten like an extra cheeseburger in my combo. Yeah, well, well, because what they're what if you, you give they're that gonna back, throw it they're away. Throw it away, and I hate it when that happens. Here, I hate it when it happens when I give something back that I didn't want. You hate it when you get an extra cheeseburger. <laughs> I no. Let me be. Let me finish. The thing that I hate is when I get I give something back that I don't even like. And then I see him throw that in the trash can. I was like, man, I probably could have liked part of it. Give me the thing that I like, that I meant to order, but also let me keep the thing I didn't order yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can eat the parts of it that I bet I could like. Like when you say, I didn't order the mashed potatoes, and th but they're there. Yeah. And then they take your, whole, especially <laughs> when they take your whole yes. plate that has your, no, 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 don't, don't, don't take my whole don't plate, man. Just let me eat these taters that I didn't order, but <laughs> give me the thing <laughs> yeah, I ordered. What are you gonna do with these taters? <laughs> give me some free taters <laughs> for your error. Well, the last thing this guy said that I read about him was it was never about the actual money. It was just about the journey. I, be I believe that. I kind of believe it too. He just wanted the thrill? He just wanted the thrill. It was about the money too. Yeah, yeah. it was about the money based <laughs> on the way he spent it. Okay, mm. now I got two more for you and I really wanna get to the last one, but yeah. um, I'm gonna give you this third one here. It's a little bit shorter, but I think you'll like this one. Yeah, get don't, don't hold back. I'm not gonna hold back. So this is a, a guy named Brian Bauman and he's the owner of a bar called The Rock. This is in Maplewood, Minnesota. And back in 2000s, in the, the Rock is a hard rock, heavy metal bar. Mm, that's great. Sounds I love like my kind of place. <laughs> yeah. So in 2000, a lot of leather and black t-shirts. Loud music and leather pants, black fried t-shirts. Yeah. So in 2007, 2008, Minnesota introduced a, a new state ban on smoking in restaurants and other night spots. I think a lot of states did this. Yeah, that started, what, what year did you say? 2007? Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. earlier in North Carolina. Was it? Which is surprising, is it, don't you think? I don't know the date, honestly. I, I, I don't know, but I mean, 10 years ago, that feels right to yeah. me, I don't know. Yeah. So, he had to have all of his customers stop smoking and it resulted in the 30% decline in revenue for him. So it's yeah. bad business for him. Right. Um, good health, but bad business. So he read the fine print, just like our first fellow. And in the band, there was one rare exception to smoking indoors. And it was smoking in theatrical productions ah, was allowed indoors. Right, because you gotta have your and, actors smoke. Yes. If you're on stage and you're playing a smoker, Smoker got to smoke, yo. Yes, exactly. So what Brian did what? was he made a what? He I created theater night <laughs> at the bar every night. <laughs> yeah, theater yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, okay, so y'all acting right? Everybody's <laughs> yes. acting. Everybody. What? what, what That's what, exactly what it? what it was. He literally called uh, his patrons actors on theater night. They're acting like they're in a what they're they, in a metal bar. Yes, <laughs> they, but they were acting. They were playing themselves before October first, which is when the band took yes. place back then. So he said, "You know, they didn't even have to act like somebody different. No, you got to be yourselves." <laughs> it was called his play was called Before the Band. 
That's what the production was called. And it never stopped. It never stopped. It was an ongoing production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I got to give this guy some credit. Right? <laughs> I got to give this guy some credit. Because first of all, I'll just be, I'll just go out, come out and say, I don't know what I think about the smoking ban. Just, uh, just from, from a political, Ooh, from, sure. a, from a, from a, from a, I don't know, from a legal well, what standpoint. Do you, what do you think about smoking? Oh, I don't, yeah, I think smoking is stupid. <laughs> okay. You know, you're not necessarily stupid if you smoke, but I think the choice to smoke is a stupid choice. Obviously, you shouldn't smoke. I don't smoke. I don't promote smoking. Right. But if somebody who owns a restaurant says, at my restaurant, I'm going to make the choice that if you want to come in here and smoke, then shouldn't that restaurant owner have the ability to make that choice? Because then if I don't like smoking like most people, then I just don't go to that restaurant. If there's a bunch of people who want to get together and smoke in a bar, then shouldn't they just, if it's not impacting anybody else outside of the people who made that decision, can't they just make the decision to go in there and, and, and be stupid if they want to? Do we really need to tell people you can't, like you can't go to a place where they smoke? Really? I agree with you on this one. I, th I think there is an element of protecting the public if you have a place that's not 100% smoking. Like they had this, they had like non-smoking sections and then people were, in the public was endangered through secondhand smoke. So that's what right. Well, the public, the public should just make the decision to not go to that restaurant. And then people will be like, okay, more people want me to not offer smoking, but shouldn't there be some enclaves where people who really insist on smoking can go and smoke? I mean, it's gonna be the minority, it's gonna be just a few, it's right? Well, it started a trend and there was like 30 other bars that did this. Right. <laughs> yes. But One why, I, I'm just, just to, just to put a capper on this, it's just not that, my response is, well, the analogy is like how Chipotle treats their chickens and their porks and their cows, pigs. No, I don't, okay. You know, that like, okay, then there'd be more restaurants that are making things in like a humane way if that's what you care about or in a way that's better for you. It's like, well, that, that the, the the market forces don't, they're not that effective. I'm just saying, I I believe Across the, board, the best way to combat problems is with truth. And the truth is, smoking is bad for you, causes lung cancer, it increases all kinds of illnesses, it, it's horrible for but you, that means, you shouldn't do it. That means putting a, a cigarette warning, like one of those horrible cigarette warnings that covers the whole door to every smoking bar. A so cigarette people, warning. Sure, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But you can also go in there and know. Oh, it smells like smoking here. I'm I'm leaving because I don't believe in smoking and I don't support places that smoke. I'm just saying. Where do you put the truth? Let, you got to put it on the product. Let, let the people make the decision. Well, right. it was good business for him because it brought his revenue back up. The thing right. I like about what he did was that it was creative and it was yeah. fun. Yes. And everyone's acting like, hey, guess who I am <laughs> yeah. today? A yeah. me from a few months ago. Yeah, exactly. They had like a curtain on the front door that said like stage door entrance and they had yeah. a, a thing that said props and underneath the props was ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it, it was it spread around, a bunch of bars did it, became a pretty popular thing, but the state cracked down on it mm -hmm. and they said that this is, you can't exploit this loophole, we'll fine you for 10000 if you're doing this, they kept on anyways. But then as soon as a few um, of the uh, bar owners had to go to court and they'd lose, pretty much it shut yeah, everybody yeah. down. Mm -hmm. well, you know, so, in the other, cause the other thing I'll say is, if that's the law, 
which it was, right. then this obviously is not sustainable. Yeah. This is obviously not consistent with the spirit of the law, which is people not smoking inside of <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> and, and We can't just say it's a play, because then I could be like, well, it's illegal to murder people, but you know what, you can murder people in movies. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go to a bar where, uh, where any, I could die. Yeah. Well, sadly, that bar went out of business. The bar So that, that was the end for The Rock. Yeah, mm. and many bars like it. Yeah. Now those people are just staying at home listening to heavy metal music. <laughs> That's right. Smoking. Saving money. Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna go on to the last and my favorite story. Hmm. This is about a man named Dennis Hope who claims to be the richest man in the solar system. He's also known as the Moon Man. <laughs> You guys are going to love this. I had to check so many times. Is this really real? <laughs> so many times. I couldn't believe it. You went to Snopes? <laughs> I went to Snopes. I went I went everywhere, man. The richest man in the universe? The richest man in the solar system. The and solar system is still pretty big. It is big. And here's why. Okay. As far as he con- as he's concerned, Dennis Hope, he owns most of it. Hmm. Okay. Let me explain why. In the early 1980s, Dennis was unemployed for about a year. And he thought he'd be a good property owner and he'd make a good living in real estate. Mm-hmm. So he looked out his window and he saw what looked like a pretty big piece of property that nobody owned, <laughs> which was the, the moon. moon. <laughs> yes. So, you know what? <laughs> hmm. A lot of real estate up there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of opportunity. He remembered uh, he, he had taken a political science course in college back That's in his college takes. days. <laughs> That's okay. all you it take takes. one, you think you know everything. <laughs> he remembered that, uh, remember I mentioned to you guys the United Nations Outer Space Treaty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a 1967 treaty that said no country could own the moon, but it said nothing about individuals. So Ooh, he thought, there's, there's my loophole. So he jumped in that loophole. He wrote a letter to the United Nations saying the moon was his. He didn't even ask for permission. He declared it. He declared the moon his, and he asked them the government to send him a plaque (laughs) pretty much he said you need to provide me with a legal reason why an individual could not claim ownership of the moon and he never heard back Mm. that was all he needed yeah Mm. i'm with him on this here's his quote i sent the united nations a declaration of ownership detailing my intent to subdivide and sell the moon and have never heard back he's gonna make subdivisions up there Mm he is going to he did man there's a lunar estates (laughs) yeah you're actually not far off (laughs) there's a loophole in the treaty it does not apply to uh, individuals so he started a business called the lunar embassy (laughs) (laughs) i have to show Uh, you this website man he is the lunar embassy He's the CEO, which is not chief executive officer. It's the celestial executive officer. Yeah, of course it is. The president of the galactic government, a.k.a. the head cheese of the Lunar Embassy. There's a website for this, man. Dang, boy. So he's still active. He's still active. This is going to blow your mind. Here's what it says when you go to the website. a website, too. Welcome to the computer center of the Lunar Embassy, the leaders in extraterrestrial real estate and the only company in the world to be recognized to possess a legal basis for selling and registering extraterrestrial properties. Well, who's he recognized by? Well, hold on. Besides himself. Let's break this down. First of all, please. The first three words. Welcome to what? The computer center of the Lunar Embassy. Okay, the computer center. He doesn't understand how websites work. That's a (laughs) website. Yes. How's he supposed to know anything about real estate if he doesn't know what... What a website. Well, maybe that's what they call it on the moon. You don't know. The the computer center. Computer center could, website could have maybe it won out, but maybe computer center was the next best thing. Welcome to. Think of something better than website. That's not computer center. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, man. Internet. 
internet spot. spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It Computer gets, center, man. It gets better, guys. If you are looking for an extraterrestrial property, you have come to the right place. This really yeah. is the cheapest real estate in the universe. And if you think this must be a really good joke, please know that it is not. For more info, go He's to the really What's It All About He sells it by the acre? What does he do? He sells it. There's a buy section on this right here. Buy now. He has moon property, Mars property, Venus property. He's got Mercury property. He's got... So he, 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 he moved on to every planet in the solar system. Yes. Now, does he say he owns all of it and he's subdividing it? Or is he? does he give a little for the scientists? He does, actually. Good yeah, he does him. give a little. Yeah, yeah he and has the spaces uh, set aside just for them. But Scientist centers. Yes. And they, okay. Set aside just what, for those what, guys. What's the price? Okay, so today's price is twenty four ninety nine for an acre. Holy crap! That sounds cheap. This is like getting in on the freaking Ground old floor. west, man. Like this is like going into Texas like two hundred years ago and buying ten thousand acres and then being a baron. We could be barons right now. <laughs> it's pretty barren. <laughs> um, has I wonder if anyone has given this guy money. Yeah, I mean, what's this guy's revenue? I'm about to blow your guys' minds here in a second. You know what, listen, okay. <laughs> this dude has created an opportunity for stupid people to give him money. That is what they call business, man. <laughs> yes. You know, that's just yes. another way to say business. <laughs> yes. uh, to date, and this is, this is, I think this article I read is a little bit old, so it's probably more than this. He sold more than 600 million acres of land. <laughs> No! Yes. No, 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 yes. no, 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 600 million acres? 600 million acres of land. But you know who's buying moon. it? That guy with the ATM card. <laughs> yeah, that's, this just seems, this it is, can't be real. You know who else is, I'm gonna tell you three of his customers are former presidents of the United States, no. George H.W. Bush, Jimmy Carter, and Ronald Reagan. Oh, come on. Okay, no. Okay, no, 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 this can't, no. This, how, how? I, no. It's Kevin, real, How man. do you know this is real? I have, I have looked up deep into this guy and everything I'm finding of him is real. They're, they made a, I think they made a documentary on this guy or other people that were related to the moon and he talks about it. You can see it on his website. There's a there's an ad. You can go to his website, buy an acre and add it to a cart. You can add <laughs> well, an that, acre of moon to well, a cart on his website. But how do we know that this? because so when a you, cart. So when you went to Snopes, yeah. what, what did they say? Snopes comes up with another couple that was trying to do the same thing. Similar, okay. but they but their their story wasn't true. This guy's story, everything. Th okay, this you Google this guy, and it comes up on like. Let me see. His uh, is he the Dennis one that said Hope. it was six hundred thousand, six hundred million acres? Because that means this guy is one of the richest people in the world. He's got like uh, made over nine million dollars doing this. Now that sounds somewhat reasonable. Yeah, but not really. But okay, the, so he that he's made. Yeah, this, 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 you're right. The six now the six hundred million doesn't make sense. Acres that would be unless, right. unless he's unless it was back to what you said about giving. I mean, he may chunks have, of it away, giving yeah. people which I think is what it was a different deal. But when you look him up, he comes up on all kinds of articles. Uh, U.S. News, Vice did an article, uh, New York Times. Like he's on every mainstream. And they say the nine million figure. Yeah, that, I think it was maybe Vice. I read that from nine million dollars. This guy's made. Um, what? It's crazy, man. So where does he live? I'm Which not sure. Planet? <laughs> He's got space on the moon, that's for sure. So he once said that he sold a country-sized plot of land, 2.6 million acres, for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And he said that the largest property for sale is a continent-sized piece of property, 
5 million acres, which costs $13 million. He hasn't sold that yet or any of those yet. But who, okay, so if you've got $250,000 to spend, it doesn't mean you're necessarily smart, but it means that you're not real dumb, right? So. It, it's one of those things that like, in the future when we're colonizing other planets, well, let's go past that. Once planets are colonized, if you then, like I went there to visit and you introduced me to someone who said this is, and what's the guy's name? His name is uh, Dennis Hope. Dennis Hope, he's the guy who owns most of this. Or, no, he's the guy who owns a big plot on a lot of different places. It's not all of it, but the, I could see how this guy would be able to finagle his way into whenever that does happen in the future, somehow because of these exercises now, it it does pay off, but I'm very suspicious that anything's well, paid be, off right he'll now. He'll be dead probably. No, no, no. There's uh, the cryogenic technology, and uh, because that's know. real as well. Here, uh, here's well, the Vice article. So they asked him, "How much land have you sold for?" He said, "Well, this is the only job I've had since 1995, which is when I started doing this full time. We've sold 611 million acres of land on the moon, 325 million acres on Mars, and a combined 125 million acres on Venus." And Mercury, and he also you said, can't "Live on Venus and Mercury." I know. I don't I mean, know. You can't live any of these places. No, you can't. But I mean, Mars, <laughs> yeah. Mars, and the Moon are he's slightly pro- better candidates. He, right? He he thinks he's going to prove you wrong. He's he's banking on people, yeah, literally, who but, think they're going to prove you but wrong. But logistically, the way that it will work, right? So countries will claim, and they, what is what is the status of the Moon right now in terms of? I mean, I know the you know we put a f- American flag. Well, up the there. UN thing applies to that. They, everyone agreed in the United Nations that countries can't own it. Yes, and there but, was a representative. So the world owns it. Yeah, the, a representative from International Institute of Space Law um, at the United Nations. They say they said the United Nations never responded because the treaty applies to both countries and its citizens. And they basically said what he's doing is just selling them pieces of paper. Yeah, well, of definitely. Yeah, and they went. They didn't want to give him credence with a response. Well, I mean, right. what, well this is like, like those, no, you won't. This is like those sovereign citizen people, right? You know, there's oh, a, no, you won't. There's a lot of them. You know about you know about <laughs> yeah. this. They're, they're like <laughs> yeah. the law doesn't apply to me because I'm a sovereign citizen. Watch uh, Google sovereign citizens owned by police, <laughs> or you will you will be entertained because if you are in the if you are in that particular country and you're violating the law, you will still suffer the consequences of violating the law, regardless of what your perspective is. Um, which is what's gonna happen to this guy. What do, you, what do you mean owned by police? Like like people doing something, being pulled over and saying, and that be, they, the cop asks them for their license and registration, they say, I don't have to give that to you. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not subject to the laws of this country, I'm a sovereign citizen. And then basically the cops are like, well you're, the su- cop you're, then subject, owns him. you're subject to the effect of this taser you know. Okay. So, but. I, I just misunderstood what you meant by owned pwn. by Pwn. I should yeah. have used Pwn, but <laughs> thought, it's 2017 I so I didn't. Saying, <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to find out about sovereign lands that policemen own. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's also gonna be very interesting but, for me later. But I mean, how, do, I don't, I haven't thought about this at all. I just know that like, you know, Elon Musk is, is well on his way to having something on Mars, right? I mean, which, I don't, I don't even know how I feel about it, but I think, Eventually, like a thousand years from now, whatever, it's inevitable, right? That there'll be it some seems, sort of presence. It on, seems inevitable, and I will bet you 
a lot of Bitcoin, that that guy will be one of them. Somehow no. he'll be on there. No, you he'll, know how, he'll get in on. You know it. how be he'll be honored. <laughs> that they will like somebody who hope maybe somebody who listened to this ear biscuit who becomes some sort of scientist and then writes it down somewhere. That's the only way somebody's going to find out about it. No. <laughs> somebody's going to uh, as an gonna homage name a county as an homage to this guy Moon is, is going to name something after him. But that is at that is his best right. hope. That is his best hope. Best possible scenario for this guy. I think his best hope is that he's like made a lot rich, of money now. Getting rich now. <laughs> which which, is, yeah. It's like he tapped into the greatest gag gift of all time. <laughs> if it's true, right. what, what they're saying, what he says he's made off of this, if it's true. I mean, I kind of got a hand it to the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm $25 not, an acre? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would buy it just for the, just to say they did it. Right. Like, I mean, we bought, I bought you that grove of, you know, redwood trees, trees yeah. for your birthday, and People that, was, that gonna, was legitimate to help a cause, but it was also fun. Yeah, and I named a star after you. Remember that? That's right. That's I also, have a star. That's also pointless. Well, I think about it you're often visit, when you, you bring gonna, it up. You're gonna visit that star one day. <laughs> so I, I think that I think he might be getting a lot of money just just out of the entertainment value. Well, my first thought when I saw it was this might be a good suggestion for one of your guys' birthday gifts. <laughs> <So> right. <laughs> yeah, right. he did it, man. Come October. I know what you're getting, right? <laughs> well, you're getting I, a, a plot on the moon. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a does great gag. Does he send a certi- certificate? He does. Yeah. Is it? Does it have gold foil or anything on it? Uh, I think you can put your name on there, and there is a, a lunar tax, from what I read, also. So you pay a little bit more more than the twenty four ninety nine. Oh yeah, he's got a. <laughs> so he's listen, getting more money for the <laughs> so yeah, for the tax. Can I just can I just buy a um, an acre a, a certificate? Yeah, probably. I think the, I think <laughs> this is what I think is going on with this guy. I think he's. I'm going to give him a little credit. I think he's super smart. I think he knows exactly what he's doing, and I think he knew that people would would go along with this. Even people like us who are yeah. like, "This is bull crap," but we're going to do it anyway because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And he was like, "If I come out and say that I'm, you know, I don't believe this, then it's not as cool to be a part of." And me and you were like, look at this cool comedy oh, yeah. idea. You gotta you feel can buy like, the moon. You gotta Nobody feel like the, do jo- it. the joke of you owning part of the moon is also on him. Right. You know? Yeah, he's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. wow. They're all geniuses in their own The way. moon man. You started moon off, man. well I'm gonna give him a little credit. Now he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, he's a genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dang. <laughs> do you know Rat was gonna name this guy a genius? It doesn't take much, man. I didn't, but he did. It, well, he can't. <laughs> Rhett doesn't have the authority to name someone a genius. Well, the United Nations said genius that countries, can't. <laughs> countries can't do that, but individuals can. And I did it first, so it's you are whatever I name you first. He is an genius. individual. Thank you. <laughs> and he just named me a genius. Thank yes. you, I am a genius. <laughs> this is some genius research that went into this. I think that, you know, always look for the loophole. That's yeah, right. you gotta but look for the listen, loophole. You but it. then listen to your conscience. Right. Before yeah. you jump yes. through it. Don't take advantage of people. Take advantage of loopholes. Yes. They can't feel anything. That loop may tighten around your waist. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Or it may tighten around your neck. Depending, (laughs) slim you down or Or snuff you out. Or it may just stay open forever. Mm. Like a Stargate. There you have it, our Ear Biscuit with Kevin about loopholes. We jumped through lots of loopholes. Loophole, loophole, and then we came out the other side. Yeah. Full circle. It's got me thinking. Full, full loop. loophole. Mm-hmm. It's got me thinking I should be looking for more loopholes. 
You know, well, you, just, you just you just need to. It takes work. That's the thing. It's like whenever the one that sticks with me the most is the pudding one because I you like pudding. I I def I default thought to pudding, but you would never, but I ever, would never in a do that. Million years do something like that tedious, even though yeah. you're really tedious about certain things. Yeah, but I, never, I don't like, have collect coupons. I don't have time to do any of that. Like the coupon clipping thing that Christy had friends. I know Jesse had friends who really got into that. Her mom got into it, and then they wanted they they thought they were going to get into that. Way back in like when we first got married, yeah, because you had like a coupon notebook that like the things we used to collect baseball cards in. That was a whole lot of work, and it fizzled out very quickly because saved a lot of money though. The well, the the cost of time, time, the cost of time, time man. is money, man. Time is what you can't buy back. There are some people who never get that, and they spend a lot of time doing something to save money, not realizing that if they were putting that energy and time into something else, they may be able to make more money than they're saving. We wanna thank you, Mythical Beast, for lending your time to us, you know what? Because And we'll never pay it back, it's gone. You know, you lost all the time that you spent listening to us. But we you wa gained. But we wanna thank you and hopefully you did gain well, something. Well yeah, it's not a, it's, this is not a one way thing, right? Hopefully, well it could be, but I hope not. Hopefully you gained something. Uh, hopefully if you're one of those people out there right now with a NAB card, in Australia, and you're you taking, got a hot tip. You're taking advantage of that loophole. I'm Hopefully, sure you, you will turn yourself in. Because I'm sure they this, closed it. You'll go to prison just for well, how long? Just a year. And uh, just a hey, year. live it up now. But yeah, you gotta you gotta pay the piper. What is the Don't word? Don't do it. Maybe when you when you take get that cul-de-sac prime location in Mars, you can you can do it there. Live it up there. But for now. Just let us know using hashtag Ear Biscuits what you think. Let's make this a convo, y'all. We wanna hear from you. And let's review on iTunes is yeah. also helpful. Yeah, we gotta exploit that iTunes loophole. Uh, <laughs> you know, true. get the reviews, get the ratings. Game that system. Game that, help us game the system. That's what we're about here. All right, we'll talk at you next week. Mm -hmm.